Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Nick and Rick podcast. This one is a special one because I'm back in Colorado, Woo. here in person with Eric, hey, as well as some of our friends. Today we got a special guest. We have our friend Daniel Korf, who was on the last episode talking about homeschooling. Yeah, and I'm actually <laughs> glad to be in this conversation because Daniel is also a very close friend of mine as well, in addition to Eric. So I'm just really, really happy to be here. Um, yeah, so this is uh, this is part two of the, of the, uh, uh, the homeschool series. Homeschool I think slash. I we'll call it. But this is definitely going to transition to more parenting. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, like, or like vocation, <laughs> yeah, or us, like vocational marriage. Yeah, us, us, single, us single men in our mid twenties are going to tell you about, about parenting. parenting. <laughs> <laughs> it do be like that. So it do be like that. But as you know, this is not an educational podcast necessarily. So you know, yeah. if you're looking for that, I don't know, go to like Ted Tree or something. Happens. Matt Frad, great. Yeah. No, the Pope. Bill Nye. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> not that one. This yeah, is not a science. Podcast. Yeah, this is a true science podcast, <laughs> united with faith and reason. Cool. So yeah, uh, last literally last week, at least in real time, Corf and I talked about our just our personal experiences with homeschooling, mm-hmm. and uh, just like talked about like some of the false or like misconceptions people have about it in general by just going over our personal experiences with it. Um, but from there, we want to go to a little bit a little bit broader. I guess, yeah. about like, yeah. what are you going to do with your children? Type of, I guess that's the question, right? Like, what are you going to do with your children, you know? Yeah. Ra- raise them to be saints. 100%. That's what we're called to. Especially, right. if, I mean, if we're called to, yeah. Like, <laughs> if, we're, if, we're, if we're called to marriage, that's what you're called to. Like, you have to raise your kids to be saints. Um, that was really good, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely several different ways you can do that. But um, obviously, because this is the uh, quote-unquote homeschooling series, I think we're going to talk a little bit about just like our own views on homeschooling. Obviously, I'll, I'll add my voice now. Um, Obviously, like, I want to homeschool my kids, so let's... I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think both I Eric think and Daniel are right? yeah. Yeah. like, yeah, yeah homeschool 100%. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm coming from a different perspective, having been raised in the public schooling system of the, uh, the great state of California for Woo-hoo. my entire life. Um, but... Yeah, so I think we're t- today we're going to talk about it, because I think it's an important theme, like, when you are entering into marriage, like, I think it's very easy, Eric and I talked about this the other day, like, it's very easy to yeah. get, to, I think at first, be very concentrated on just the relationship between mm-hmm. you and who you're considering to be yeah. a future spouse, but not necessarily considering your children, and mm-hmm. um, it is your responsibility, if you are entering into marriage, to think about your future children as well, mm-hmm. and yeah. one of those aspects is their education, um, and I think our society is kind of just, they're, they're, sorry, I was going to say, like, I think education is just kind of been one of those things that just ca- gets caught in the motions. Like we don't, we don't even think about that. Like yeah, we don't exactly. even consider like, what are our, what are kids actually learning? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. let me tell you, like from my own, <laughs> yeah. my own mother who is currently working on her master's degree to go back into teaching, you know, wow. after being a full-time mom for uh, over 20 years now, nice. like she was doing teaching before mm-hmm. she had my younger brother who's turning 22 this next got year. in the way um <laughs> of that good old no job, not really right? no she chose she chose to be a stay-at-home mom nice. and um i'm sure she would tell you she does not regret it at all nice yeah um but just like even just looking at her classes just from the very little like she's told me already 
um, in her first semester of her master. Oh, okay, hold up. We gotta, oh, yeah, we gotta, we'll, we'll be right. Someone's Wait. getting married, and um, it was a false alarm. We're all gonna surprise them. But Yeah. But Nick was talking about his mom. Yeah. And her education. Yeah, well, I think, or like, her, her well, even now, like, I guess, my actually. mom, my mom, she's been going through her uh, grad classes, like, they're literally teaching her as a grad student for a, a teaching uh, master's. Um, yeah, they're, like, literally in her classes, they're talking about, like, gender theory and mm. all these other things and just, like... I think a lot of the ideologies that like we as Catholics know are wrong uh -huh. um, that we see in the public square. But like, I think because we're not in those circles, we don't encounter them on the daily. And so, um, yeah, we don't necessarily know like what, what the threat is to all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and here's my mom, like firsthand, like they're telling her, this is what you have to teach to kids. And it's freaking ridiculous. It's wild. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I think like that's definitely going to play a hand in the discussion of like, Going forward yeah. in your life, considering raising your children, um, what is important when taking into account education? Because I think um, it's kind of like, I'm sure a lot of us have this experience of, of going to school and, um, you know, maybe your parents didn't have, you know, like may, maybe your parents didn't supplement um, your knowledge of what was right, what was wrong, and et cetera. And you go to school and you learn like, all these different things, these things that are pushed at you because, um, don't get me wrong, like the education system in this country is definitely a vehicle for all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like if you're not taught from your parents what is right and what is wrong, mm -hmm. like you are not going to learn that in school necessarily. And I think another danger too is um, too often um, it's very easy to just not have conversations with your kids either. Like, you know, if, you're, if your kids come home from school, um, engage with them and, and know what they're learning. Because if you don't even know what they're learning at school, then you can't have those conversations with them either. Um, and be, be able to teach them from that perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't know. For me, I've been coming at it from the perspective of, like, like what's the vocation of marriage all about, right? And... Um, like, sure, it's about you and your spouse getting to heaven, right? But I think it's often an overlooked the idea that you're also part of, the, part of the responsibility of the sacrament of marriage is the raising, the bringing of new life people and the education thereof of these people. And particularly, like, the spiritual education, but also, you know, like, um, I guess the intellectual, I guess you could say, education. Mm -hmm. And that's, that is the, that responsibility is solely to the parents in the sacrament, in, in the sacrament of marriage. And in our society, I feel like we've totally forgotten that um, for multiple reasons. I think one of them is just because the norm is you send your kids to public school and then you expect them to learn education that way. And at least you, expect, you expect them to get educated that way. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then, you know, anything the parents do is actually the supplemental thing. It's the extra thing. Like the primary has become the secondary. Mm -hmm. And the secondary or even like the, in only certain circumstances has become the primary. Yeah. yeah. It's all been yeah. flipped on its head, I guess. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think, like, the church has always maintained that, like, the family is the first dimension of church. Like, the family is the first school of education. Uh, and so that means that... It's the home. Yeah, it's the home. It's even more, <laughs> yeah. it's deeper than that. Yeah, it's more intimate. It's, like, the most, the most intimate setting for children mm -hmm. um, is the home. And therefore, like, they have to be nurtured in the home. And they have to have parents who... 
or committed at least, at the very least committed, even if, yeah, like, like none of us can say that our parents are perfect. Yeah, of course. None of us can say that our parents, like, educated us perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they did a, a really good job, um, there's always, we're, we, we, we can always find shortcomings because we're human. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the very least, like, parents have to understand the responsibility um, that is entailed in raising their children. And yeah. part of that is being like the primary educators. Um, and that's something that the church has always maintained. Um, and we did a little research because, you know, yeah. sometimes we have to for this podcast. Um, oh, you want me to read verbatim? Yeah, I think you should. Dang, let me pull it up real quick. <laughs> All right, so this is like straight from the catechism. Catechism number 2223. Parents have the first responsibility for the education of their children. The first responsibility. Yeah, so the primary. Yeah. They're primary. They bear witness to this responsibility first by creating a home where tenderness, forgiveness, respect, fidelity, and disinterested service are the rule. Hmm. Um, That's a good section. Let's just stop and talk about that for a bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you repeat it, though? Just that sentence. They bear witness to this responsibility first by creating a home where tenderness, forgiveness, respect, fidelity, and disinterested service are the rule. Respect, fidelity... And disinterested, disinterested service. Integrity too, right? Tenderness and forgiveness. Ah, okay. So essentially, the parents are supposed to be the first ones who show children essentially what God's love for us is. Mm, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's fresh on my mind because we just came off a retreat where, um, as part of this retreat, <laughs> I did uh, a little service dinner for the retreaters um, called the Agape Dinner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like agape love, what is that? That is, it's the love that God the Father loves us with. It's, it's the love that we're all called to, um, to give to every single person. Like, a, like love in the sense that love, in the objective sense, mm-hmm. as St. John Paul II talks about it, is really just doing the good of the other, willing the willing good the other. of the other. Yep. And... So for parents, their first responsibility, they have the primary responsibility of showing that to their children. They're like, no matter what their kids do, they first and foremost have to will the good of their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and that has to be taken seriously. Yeah, because like, I guess I'm keep hammering on these things. Like, that's one of that's that's your vocation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's part of the responsibility of marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and you mentioned a good point with it's it's willing the good of the other because. Um, the will is how we reach out to those around us. It's how we interact with the world and with others. Um, and so it's not just a passive thing. We actually have to, to be active in mm-hmm. that uh, desire yeah. for the good of others. True authentic love is, is an active thing, more often than not, I'd say. And so, I mean, like, you know, Christ incarnate, that's an active thing, right? Yeah. Trinitarian love, that's active. Yeah. Marriage, therefore, which is an image of that, has to be active. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to continue this part from the Catechism, um, it goes on to say, the home is well suited for education in the virtues. This requires an apprenticeship in self-denial, sound judgment. And we're going to go to a commercial break real quick. So like we're being all real (laughs) serious right now and stuff as we talk, but like every time we pause because someone's getting married, it just, the conversation's pretty funny. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so you're reading Nick. Um, yes, I was reading that the home is well suited for education in the virtues. 
This requires an apprenticeship in self-denial, sound judgment, and self-mastery, the preconditions of all true freedom. Parents should teach their children to subordinate the material and instinctual dimensions to interior and spiritual ones. Parents have a grave responsibility to give good example to their children. By knowing how to acknowledge their own failings to their children, parents will be better able to guide and correct them. And then they quote scripture. Scripture? Scripture. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Scripture. <laughs> Sorry, I've gone like five hours of sleep this whole week. I mean, so. so. <laughs> uh, he who loves his son will not spare the rod. He who disciplines his son will profit by him. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Nice. That's serious. That's pretty juicy, like, couple sentences. Yeah, it's super serious. Parents have a grave responsibility to give good examples to their children. You know what else the Catholic Church teaches about things that are grave? Mortal sin. Oh, frick. What are you implying, boy? Oh, I was implying that grave is a very important word whenever it pops up. Because, yeah, because grave, grave sin or mortal sin literally kills the soul. Um, Oof. It's true. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, they're, so they're, applying, they're applying the same word, the same level of seriousness to the responsibility and the calling and the role of parents mm-hmm. in the home. Yeah. And it's, it's big. Their uh, kids' souls are first and foremost in, in their hands. Yeah. They're responsible for the eternal salvation of their children. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty heavy, but it's pretty heavy. It's so joyful. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> Come I on, think... who doesn't look at a family with oh, like frick, especially... adorable children and are like, "Wow, that's pretty awesome." <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, that's a good point. Because I feel like you know when you talk about grave responsibility in today's society, slash, even like Catholic culture too, for a little bit, certain Catholic circles, they're always like, "Oh, that means you're gonna like you know bring down the hammer of justice and be all doomsday and stuff like that." Yeah, fire and brimstone. Yeah, kind of a both and situation though. Mm-hmm. As it always. Does. I mean, it's, and that's definitely like. I mean, if you mess up. Oof, right? But, um, yeah. But I think the grave responsibility is a calling to something good, you know? Yeah. It's like a invitation to a very difficult 14-year that has a lot of rewarding views. Ooh. You know? That's a good example. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Wow. Anyone else in this room, in this uh, hot boxed garden room? Got <laughs> Sorry, and, and we have to say, we're smoking cigars here because we are, yeah. <laughs> we are holy Catholic, so get your heads out of, gu- out of the gutter. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'll, I'll take away the word holy. We're, ca- we're, we're trying to be holy Catholics. <laughs> we're trying. So, um, but, yeah. but yeah, there's a lot of cigar smoke going on right now, and it's great. It's nice. Yeah. But yeah. Anybody? Thoughts? I don't know. You know, it's fine. Audience? <laughs> We've never had an audience before. So. Not this, no. <laughs> We've had we need, we need those claps. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, we're going to put signs up that say clap. <laughs> or, or laugh. We need a laugh track. Yeah, laugh track. <laughs> yeah. Grave responsibility. Hmm. <laughs> hmm, okay. I think that's kind of like the focus, though. Responsibility. Yeah. Great yeah. responsibility of the education of your children. Mm-hmm. What does it look like? What does it look like? Yeah. Mm. I got a good... I don't have a good example. Well, I, eh. my mom's a good example. Yeah. But I'm not going to talk about her. With all due respect. Love you, mom. You're great. <laughs> you homeschooled me, you know what I'm saying? I am, I am, I honestly know it's true. I largely am a lot of who I am because of my mother. Like, my upbringing, both like religiously and like what I know, and just like how I behave and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I, think I echo that too. She definitely instilled in me like what was right and what was wrong, so. Yeah. Which is good. And then, you know, from there, I mean, you can only do so much as a parent, and from there you learn. Because, as I was telling you, I told somebody over the retreat, like, 
Oh no, this is when you're like in our small groups. Like, yeah. uh, uh, the our ultimate father is God the Father. Our ultimate relationship, our ultimate like parenthood relationship, is with God the Father. Oh, is it time this time? And we're going to another commercial break, brought to you by the Virtue Chastity. Oh my gosh! Check out the Culture Project. <laughs> yeah. Arrange. Oh my gosh! Oh, wow. awesome. It's different. Yeah. Again, another false alarm. Yeah. So. Like a bottle arrange. But yeah, so. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I miss this so much. Um, I think this is a good time to do some shout outs. Um, I want to say, first of all, shout out to Caroline, our number one fan, who listens to this podcast yep. religiously, even though she doesn't know why she does. Um, shout out to, to the Rudy sisters, Gina and Julia. Amen. Um, who else are we going to shout out? Who, who else listens to this podcast? I have no idea. Shout out to the young adults from Star of the Sea, Catholic Church in uh, you want, you want your full name? California. Full name? Sure. Christian Apodaca. In my Ooh. house right now, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Shout, out, shout out to Christian for hosting this podcast tonight. Um, Careful right. Trevor, too. He lives here. Yep. I yeah, shout out, shout out to Trevor as well. Uh, he's, a, he's a friend of the Hey, don't oh, burn yourself. Oh, Ooh, oh, drop a cigar. This is a shame. He's a, he's a, he's a he's friend a of the podcast. Yep. Now we're still good because I know how to smoke these. So my former roommate. Good yeah, times. shout out, shout out to Trevor Jin, an OG, and uh, a friend of the podcast. Good times with Trevor Jin. Benefactor of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have not been paid for the record. <laughs> Benefactor in space, so we'll, we'll take it though. We'll take anything we can get. Yeah, but um, what was I talking about? My mother raised me well. Yep. Yeah, we're my father. About oh yeah, and the ultimate rela- relationship is you know us with God the Father. I mean that's why Jesus came, so he, we would know the Father. Yeah. So, um, but what were we talking about that for? Well, we were talking about it because we were talking, we're talking about, about the grave, the grave responsibility oh, yeah. that parents have in raising their children. And you wanted to bring something up. Did I? I probably did, but I anybody was else want to bring so anything distracted. up? Yeah, it's like, is this the third false alarm? Yeah, this is like, like the third yeah. one. Oh what is that? It's. I think it's important to think about the fact that it says that it's a grave responsibility because I feel like in in our modern culture, oftentimes children are seen as just a burden. Mm. Mm. Oh, nice. children Ooh. are expensive. You know, oh, we're gonna yeah. have to pay for this. We have to pay for that. I also hear a lot, especially or, like or is it happens. Oh, I don't like 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 so many people have kids, and it's just kind of like not necessarily something that they fully plan like they fully wanted but like they I think to a certain extent a lot of people understand um that children are a for, for lack of a better word like a byproduct um but but yeah like, like, like a, children like the, come uh, about they're like the burden they're like the downside to marriage kind of in a way but I also think it's that like oh you gotta have two kids womp 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 yeah like oh I'm gonna have kids yeah yeah you know um and so I think a lot of people probably come into this mindset of like having children is like I, yeah I wasn't planning on this but like here I am mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah that's not what children are though no no children are the fulfillment of marriage in many ways yeah they're, like, they're literally like a physical manifestation made come alive of that marriage yeah you partake in creation mm-hmm. with God the Father like that's how you partake in how he's created the world you know mm-hmm. when a husband and wife partake in creating life mm-hmm. like yeah yeah it's pretty epic <laughs> no it actually is but that's what the devil doesn't want us to have because that's how we get close to god yeah so, especially through marriage and so yeah. i think because of that a lot of people don't recognize 
just the sheer, I mean, it is a, it is a huge responsibility. Um, but I think at the same time, it, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to see it in such a, you know, you don't have to see it as such a serious matter all the time. Like there's a lot of joy in having children and part of that is raising your children. Um, and it's serious. I think it's serious joy. Joy is a serious is. thing. Joy people is forget a serious that, thing. You know? Yeah. Like Christian joy isn't just, you know, the like, emotion of happiness. Yeah. It's what we're called to pursue in a way. Yeah. Christian joy finds itself at the greatest oftentimes through adversity um, in very serious times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it overflows in those times. And um, yeah, I think that's like something that can be seen in, in raising kids. And um, yeah, and, the, and I think the, you know, to, to really get to, to what this, this podcast, you know, this episode in particular is about is just, I think speaking to the ways that that can occur, um, the ways that, and, and how you know we as Christians can go about raising our families, um, yeah, primarily through education first and foremost, because that's again you know that's yeah. like what we're focusing on right now. Mm-hmm. I mean that's what's said to in the CCC, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, because your 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 education as a child is so hugely formative. It's such a huge part of who you grew up to be. Yeah. I it's know. not just, it's not just academic education, just overall education. Yeah. There's not the, the vocation of a child is in many ways to be a student. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not a single person in this world who would say that their upbringing by their parents did not affect who they are at all. Or like, like regardless, regardless of how you feel about how your parents raised you. Yeah. Like that, that affects how you your relationship with your parent obviously affects yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that affects a lot how you how you go into the world when you get older um, and how you interact with the world because that's what you know like that's, that's what the church recognizes that, is that mm-hmm. the family particularly like how you're raised by your parents is going to for the children um, you know you as a child how it's going to affect how you interact with the world because that's where you, that's where you learn how to interact with the world that's true Anyways, this is me trying to say, let's talk about <laughs> homeschooling. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about homeschooling? Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, isn't that the point? <laughs> oh, we can do that. No, nah, just education in general. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Do you mind if I ask the audience what they plan to do with their children? <laughs> <laughs> we just got some, uh, <laughs> some, some, phew, some looks of like, uh, <laughs> which is totally okay. Yeah, you don't have to if you don't want to. I think, no, you know what, frick that. Never mind. I don't want to hear your opinion. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Trevor's out. Um, yeah, no, I definitely would like to, if that's okay. But, um, but I don't know, I just think, asking that question reminds me, though, of like how, in our society, the idea of just like raising kids is like something we're not even told to think about, you know? Like oh mm. you know what I'm saying like that's that's for it's later like, down in dating but like yeah. when it's far too late in my opinion is how most people see it is these yeah. days yeah 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 I feel like I've heard stories of of people who get further down the road in dating or or maybe they're even engaged and then you know they figure out that's that them hundred percent you know oh, oh here we go you know here we go so and so wants this number of kids like it's just a topic that needs to be come up that needs to come up earlier yeah so this time the um, People actually made it, and we gave them the cake. Yeah, our friends of the podcast, Luke and Monica, are engaged. Happy it's, engagement. 
very exciting. So shout out to them. And uh, pray bless, for their blessings on their engagement. Pray for their engagement. And for their uh, their future marriage. Yeah, which we're... It's so funny that we're talking about this. It <laughs> yeah. actually is kind of funny. <laughs> very providential. <laughs> yep. But yeah, you were saying something, Corf. Oh, yeah, just... It's important to have those more serious and just important conversations earlier on. Not, you know... You don't want to be like, first date, alright, so do you want to homeschool? How many kids do you want to have? Blah, blah, yeah, blah, Yeah, of blah, course blah. not, no. But it, it's one of those conversations that's good to come up earlier on mm-hmm. because you don't want to put it off. Yeah, and I think well, that doing that shows that you take the, you understand more fully the, the vocation that you're, mm. that you're pursuing. Yeah. Or, it, yeah, looking at it, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, because it's not, mar- like, dating and marriage are not frivolous things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that should be undertaken lightly. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's important to understand that and remember that, you know, it is a vocation. Um, it's one of the, it's one of the main vocations that we can have. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So what then is the, the appropriate time? Cause I guess I'm, I'm of the uh, idea that like, these aren't things you should necessarily talk about <laughs> within like maybe the first few months. Especially depending on where you are. Okay. So I think it depends on how you start dating. Like, I mean, if you and where you are in life personally too. Yeah, because like, I don't know, because because for me, like, in the past when I've dated, um, over the course of dating, I've learned more and more what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's important too, is like knowing what you're looking for and being open and authentic about it. Mm-hmm. Um. And so just keeping that in mind, I think is important too. Yep. Oh, I totally agree. I think like, I mean, that's part of, that's part of dating. That's part of discernment in dating is figuring out, I guess in a way, like those non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think especially, well, for us three, I mean, considering that like, that, that uh, our vocation is men in particular, like, we are called to marriage like we're going to be the the heads of our family yeah um and that will look different for every man in his marriage but at the end of the day mm-hmm. there's a certain responsibility for every man to make sure that his family is taken care of um yeah and that does include their children so mm-hmm. yeah eventually those conversations like will, will come up in dating so mm-hmm. yeah but i think i still think it's better to not put it off yeah yeah because I think, too, because it's, I feel like it's often very easy to put it off because early on in a relationship, you're in that honeymoon phase. Um, Funny, because that's after marriage. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But, <laughs> like, everyone, everyone goes through the honeymoon phase when they're dating, um, where you, you're getting to know the other person, and, um, and you're, you're more focused on getting to know the other person, just kind of like the fact that you're now dating someone. Um, and so it's easy to kind of, I think it's easy to push off and procrastinate on um, remembering what the point of it all is. Mm-hmm. You have to keep that in mind at all times, I feel. Yeah. Or at least it's better to do that. I'm not saying like you should be like some like serious, overly serious, scrupulous, rigid like stick no. being like, hello, no. how many children do you want? Beep, boop, up. Yeah, because uh, that because that honeymoon phase is important because I mean that's that is when you get to know the other person. Um, it's true. Yeah, and I think like 
what we describe as the honeymoon phase, like JP2 describes as the fact that like in all relationships, um, in romantic relationships, like we, he says it's a rule, like not even that like it's something that occurs often, but like it is a rule of relationships that like we idealize the other person. Oh, 100%. So, and, and yeah. not even just yeah. the other person, I think, um, something that my dad said to me a long time ago was that, um, and I think this is very common when it's, you know, your first relationship especially, but it's very easy also to fall, you fall in love with the idea of being in love. Yeah, you don't even have to date someone to do that. Exactly, yeah, yeah you, um, you basically put the idea of a relationship on the pedestal, um, mm-hmm. and that distracts you as well. <laughs> it's true, yeah. I think, because it's like, how do you go about doing this without being like a rigid, like square, you know what I'm saying? Man, we've changed the question. Have we? Yeah. Are you trying to, are you you like subtly saying I'm avoiding the question? No, 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 no. I think, well, we started off with talking about like how, and I guess we'll get to it eventually. Yeah. So maybe we can go full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into this then. Yeah. Like, what do I even ask? How, how, to, how to go about talking how, about how to this. go about like bringing oh. these things up and dating yeah because I think people people think like you know we bring up the serious stuff and it means that they're probably like a very like teetotaler rad trad in a bad way I mean the term not, not too, f- too focused on the rule of law and not the spirit of the law yeah mm. you know I guess if that's like, okay I hope I'm using that term correctly well, that's a good analogy I and mean, it's like and I think the way to defeat that to fall the defeat falling into that uh is through realizing and meditating and praying about the joy of all this and like the goodness yeah. that is there. Well, just like realizing the gift of the other person. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and you mentioned praying too because you know, even while you're dating, you know, your your faith should draw you together and it should lead you both together to Jesus. Mhm. Cuz cuz God should always be the center of your relationship even yeah. while you're just dating. Yeah. And then that reflects in your relationship because you are able to enjoy the experiences you have together mm-hmm. as a couple and yeah and then to like, grow closer together um, and yeah really to enjoy just uh, I think like okay I think like for how to explain this without focusing too much on just like the overarching nitty gritty of like yeah like what is vocation marriage like what does it look like you mm-hmm. know, focusing on like okay yeah like there's children blah 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 etc cetera, etc cetera. like there is something to be said about enjoying the present moment yeah of course in a dating relationship and yeah of course um, you can't be worried about the future all the time exactly yeah. like you can't be too focused on that because then you're ignoring what's happening in front of you and you're kind of in that way if you focus too much on that like you're separating yourself from the reality of what's actually occurring in front of you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and en- enjoying the present moment that God's given to you and yeah it's like a balance that has to be struck mm-hmm. of like being yeah enjoying think, those moments but also like looking ahead to sorry what's to be yeah yeah I don't. I don't. I, w- I wouldn't use the term balance because I feel like that puts them against each other. Okay. When I think they should probably work more in union with each other. Yeah. 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 And again, because I'm dumb, so. No. <laughs> I'm not friends with dumb people because I'm very prejudiced. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very false. Um, Are you saying I'm dumb? 
Yeah. I mean, you're a PhD student. So you're from probably. Georgia. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you, you, you Southerners aren't as smart as us Californians. <laughs> we're so smart. <laughs> hey, man, we have sweet tea. Yeah, well, we don't, and we're healthier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lights wow. up. <laughs> all jokes. But, yeah, all no. Um, yeah, definitely all jokes, first of all. Secondly... <laughs> <laughs> for legal I mean, reasons if, if, if you're new to the podcast then these are all jokes yeah don't be all if you're not you understand us yeah exactly <laughs> where's my where's my keys at oh there they are nice I see them now did Sandy just leave without saying bye I don't know I'm not gonna see her for like another year that's kinda just how it works they left yeah shoot sucks but yeah um <laughs> I mean it does dude that's right. life that's what the lord's got for us so we gotta deal with it I mean we can, well no we have to go back to the house and get your stuff well yeah but she, oh is she gonna be there I think so anyway <laughs> um dude um, welcome to our life <laughs> but yeah I think it's about a union you know you have the draw of the present moment while still keeping uh your like vigil or advent for the joy mm-hmm. of the future. Yeah. And like preparing okay. for that. Yeah. Like There's chase, a joy. Chasing like, no, after was promised for us. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I, when I used the term heaven, <laughs> I was thinking about Latin. That's why I used it. But because um, it means like coming, right? It means like yeah. this is coming. That's why we call it Advent. It's, yeah, heaven season, the, the coming of Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, and I just thought of that. I'm like, that's actually a good way to look at it because Advent is a joyful time. And sure, there's like penitential, like technically it's a penitential season, but it's still a joyful season where you would come into Christmas. And receive the joy of that. And so there's like yeah. two, there's two aspects of this like joyful, but this joyful pursuit, I guess. Yeah, when okay. we're at, when we're there, and when we're getting to there, and so because yeah. it's 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 so both we'll keep both, that in mind. Yeah, it's both preparation and anticipation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's both yeah. preparation and anticipation. Yeah, anticipation. It's true. Yeah. A balance has to be struck. And then, so I guess like, I don't know, from my point of view, like, what does that, what does that look like, you know, as, like, practically, I, yeah, like, like practically, like what, it, what does that look like as us, you know, this, as, as young people, you know, not necessarily like in, in a very practical place of discernment, but still nonetheless discerning you know our future vocations and if yeah like marriage is that call and again like education of our children um, uh-huh. and thinking about striking that balance of both living in the present and looking towards you know the future of yeah especially as we said like the parents role of looking after the salvation of their children's souls mm-hmm. um which again <laughs> in most casual conversations is a very <laughs> kind of like heavy thing to bring up but it's still nonetheless like something that a lot of people don't necessarily consider mm-hmm. um yeah like what 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 does what does that look like what is the best way to go about it hmm what are the options that are out there prayer Prayer, mm. yeah, and but like prayer and meditation on, um, because I I mean, even for myself it was hard to see at first like, and and I still don't fully understand it probably because I haven't experienced it, and among other things, yeah, but the joy of um, of marriage or of raising children in particular, 
I think, because, and I think, so it's like, you know, how does, like, you know, you read, like, the catechism or whatever, what we just read, and, like, how is that supposed to be a thing, right? Because yeah. our society has taught us otherwise. Um, and I don't know, it's just, like, I think it first started off with it's just, like, praying and adoration, like, God giving me a sense of, like, understanding of what that means, and, like, yeah. the goodness therein, because, like, the entire society, and my understanding thereof, is, like, it's a bad burden, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you just pray for that, I guess, throughout time. And then, you know, I think slowly but surely... You begin to you begin to see it in the world or in life, I guess. So like we you know when we would go to um, Holy Ghost over the summer last yeah. year, yeah, you would see all these like young families, yeah, and that was like so beautiful because yeah. it's, it's just like and it's just it's silly. It's like this like mom trying to get her kid to calm down, yeah, and like <laughs> what is it the what, liturgy of the Eucharist is happening. Mm-hmm. And so, like, one of the things she does is she's like, look, and she, like, points to the, to the priest on yeah. the altar, and it's like, wow, what a saintly woman. Yeah. I don't even know who this person is. You know, I don't know who this person is. Yeah. That's, like, that's, like, I mean, that's like, what a beautiful silly thing. motherhood, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, like, I think even now in my own experience, like, um, being in San Francisco, which, like, I think a lot of people, if they've never actually lived in San Francisco and seen the Catholic community that's there, you know, they'd probably have, like, false perceptions of what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in particular, like being at Star of the Sea, which mm-hmm. is, uh, most people listening to this podcast probably don't even know what that means. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's, there's this parish in, in San Francisco that my team is, you know, come to encounter a lot of really awesome young adults, but, um, even outside of that community that we built, mm-hmm. just of our friends with young adults, like we have seen, like going to that parish, we see a lot of there are a few, like, a good number of young families there. Um, yeah, just, like, these these families coming to Mass with a few kids, like, very young. I mean, you know, they have, like, three or four kids, like, between the ages of, like, two and five. Mm-hmm. And just, like, watching them in Mass and how these parents interact yeah, it's with crazy. their kids. You can, see the, you can see the godly beauty in it. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean... I think it shows first and foremost like how sanctifying marriage actually is Mm. because it's like on one hand the parents want to be fulfilled by being at mass and like strengthening themselves and yet at the same time like yeah like their kids are in a sense a distraction yeah but they like always center it towards what's going on and Mm -hmm. in the mass and Mm -hmm. I think in particular to see I've just seen a couple of these families where the parents are just, like, so involved in the parish um, and just, like, really showing that they really care for how their kids are being brought up Hmm. in the faith. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, to see how they actually are, like, educating their kids Mm -hmm. um, and, like, they actually, like, care what Mm -hmm. is going on. And I feel like that's, that sense of care, you see beauty in that, too. Yeah. There's, like, there's like an intentionality way behind it. And like, yeah. they actually, like, give up about their children. <laughs> you know? They actually... <laughs> yeah. They give a damn. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, like, to bring it back to... Really what we're trying to get to here is, like, what... And again, you know, 
first, we don't have the experience, but second, experience as we know isn't everything because mm-hmm. if experience is everything, then everything JP two everything JP two invalid it doesn't count <laughs> which for is all, anything. It's all like the best stuff we have. Nothing that JP two wrote, nothing that Full and Sheen wrote, nothing that any priest, bishop, or cardinal or even ever Jesus or pope too. has ever written doesn't count mm-hmm. because these men don't experience marriage mm-hmm. in you know in 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 that sense. Um, yeah, I think, like, just looking at, like, what, what does it look like to, to raise a family in our society with all that's going on? Because we know, I think, like, a lot of people can look at what's going on in our society and be like, wow, this is kind of a terrible place Uh to be Catholic. Like, it is, it is very much against everything we stand for mm-hmm. especially in our own country um in different parts of our country but like what are, what are the options out there in in terms of education of are you like, like trying trying raising, to sell homeschooling huh are you trying to sell homeschooling isn't that the whole point of this I'm not selling homeschooling <laughs> i'm just trying to bring up the topic you wanted me here as a moderator on this uh, yeah I you're right home, i wasn't homeschooling Dude, so i can't I speak to but, personal experience of homeschooling but yeah yeah so, I don't, I mean, well, I think <laughs> it's, I think, I think a lot of it comes down to self-sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and, and putting the good of your children forward. Um, cause I'm, I, I was reading, um, a book on the history of the church and, um, the past couple of days I was reading chapters on the very early church, you know, like the first 300 years mm-hmm. and just all of the persecutions that occurred under the Roman emperors. Just absolutely horrendous things that were done um, to people in the church, and yet they still were self-sacrificing, they still loved, they gave of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and the church is the bride of Christ, um, and so I think we can see a parallel in um, parenthood where, you know, it, it is that self-sacrifice of the parents to each other and the parents to the kids, mm-hmm. um, and giving out of love, um, and I think that's what primarily will drive um, parents to see that response, that grave responsibility in how they raise their kids, is is being able to sacrifice themselves for that, mm. for the good of their kids. Yeah, that makes sense. No, don't be like that. I'm gonna add to that. I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that cold. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. We know that. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, because I feel like I don't know. Whenever someone talks about self-sacrifice now, I'm reminded of the like Trinitarian love, I guess, in mm-hmm. a way, because it's just a full, total, complete self-gift of each member to one another in the Trinity. I think the most important thing is is um, being involved. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. even if you send your kids to private school or send them to public school or homeschool, no matter what it is, you have to be involved, you have to be aware, mm-hmm. um, and you have to build that relationship with your kids. Mm-hmm. There you go. You, yeah. can't, you can't send your kids to public school, they come home, they go to their room, they do homework, and that's basically it. Yeah. You, you engage with your children, mm-hmm. um, and you live that life of the family actively 
no matter what. Exactly. And that's what I was trying to get to. Ah, uh, minus. Yeah. So here we are. And I think it doesn't matter, like, whether we're even just talking about just education in general. You can get a good education in a public school. Mm-hmm. And I think, in my own personal experience, I got that. Like, yeah. I had the benefit of getting a decent education, mm-hmm. you know, from elementary school all the way through high school. Like, my parents did a good job of making sure that I was going to good schools, that I was getting good grades, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I think is specifically, um, you know, just considering not only, like, the role that faith plays in my parents' life, but also the role that faith is going to play in in just not only our own generation, but the generations to come um, of just, like, Catholics who are taking their faith seriously. Yeah. And are trying to raise their children mm-hmm. in the faith and making sure that, like, to a certain extent, make sure that, yeah, like, their, their kids understand the faith, but also in a very real sense of just, like, doing everything they absolutely can to make sure that their kids, like, actually get it um, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Obviously, like, God's grace comes in. Yeah, of course. To fill the gaps. Yeah, it's the presentation but, of child Jesus in the temple. Yeah, exactly. The, the, uh, Mary and Joseph bring God yeah. to, to but, God. But, but I think Corf hit the point that I was really trying to get to. Is that, uh-huh. like, it doesn't matter whether you homeschool your kids, whether you send them to a private school, whether mm-hmm. you send them to public school. Mm-hmm. Um, what it comes down to is that the parents are going to take that responsibility of making sure that, cool, yeah, like, I'm going to send my kids into whatever form of education. Yeah. They seek out for their children whatever they think is going to serve them the best. Um, But at the end of the day, in the home, they are taking that responsibility to educate their kids in the faith, Mm -hmm. to get them as best as they can, because, again, also, like, their kids, I mean, to a certain extent, like, yeah, their, their kids are their own, you know, rational, free-thinking human yeah, beings exactly. capable, you know, with their own free will. Like, you can't force your kids to no. to just, like, under, you can't, like, tell your kids, like, oh, this is Jesus and you need to fully understand him. Like, expect <laughs> yeah, the exactly. kid to be like, oh, well, I get that. Well, you can. No. <laughs> um, yeah. But to make sure that they're doing what they can in their own capabilities um, to do that and... That's the that's the crux of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Is that like it doesn't matter, to a certain extent, it doesn't matter where you send your kids. You know, if you as a parent are taking that responsibility, um, and just like entrusting the rest to God's grace, it's going to carry itself. Now, as someone who's been, as someone who <laughs> went through the public schooling system, yeah, his entire life, I see a lot of merit in homeschooling your children Mm. because especially if your kids are you know beyond the scope of whatever grade they're in you know because that's just how education works Mm. like sometimes you have just a really smart kid Mm -hmm. who's just like could be well advanced far far more achieving yeah than you know what they're actually stuck in with their education um yeah there are merits to homeschooling Mm. because you you can allow your child's gifts to flourish in that um but on the flip side i think like there's a lot to be said if you know if you really trust that you're raising your kid in faith well um that that will carry itself even if you send your kid to public school 
your kids need to get a, a good education. And obviously, I think in our current culture, especially as someone from California who is raised in the public school system in California, it's getting a lot, a lot more crazy. Yeah. Um, but you can still, in a sense, trust that there's a lot to be to be gained through that. Um, because if you do, if you are doing your job as a parent, mm-hmm. then it's almost like you are setting up your children. It's almost going to the training grounds in public school. Yeah. Because if you're raising them in the faith and like showing them what's to be had, gosh, how much, how much like greater is your kid going to be if they understand that and then go into, into the secular world that doesn't understand the Christian faith and they're willing to stand up for it. But I think that's personal discernment as well. Yeah. But I think that there are merits to learning how to live out your faith um, in that kind of environment. Um, but I think it's important to remember that, you know, when your kid's in especially elementary age yeah. or even middle school age and even to an extent high school age, they're still in that formative part of their life. And you still want to be... You do not put your child in the teeth of the dragon. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, you, you want to be cautious still in what they are exposed to. Yeah. Um, and this is a helicopter dad, right? That's what I'm going to call you for saying that. Um, but that's not true. Yeah. Only a fool puts their child in the jaws of the dragon. Mm-hmm. And the, there's a lot of schools out there, not all of them, of course, that are quite horrendous, if I'm going to be completely honest. Oh, yeah. And, and, and sure, you could say and argue all day long that, oh, I'm exposing them earlier to the dangers of stuff, and then I'm talk, talking to them about the catechism at home, but, like, I'll be completely honest, I am a very <laughs> very dumb and very gullible person, and I think, looking back, I'm like, oh, literally up until, like, I was 20, I think everyone I was around was a very dumb and very gullible person. And so it's very dangerous. And I think, because, I mean, we talked about in the last episode of how, you know, as homeschoolers we were socialized, mm-hmm. um, and you, you get plenty of opportunities in, in those kinds of activities as well. Mm-hmm. To, to live out your faith life. Mm-hmm. And to gain the skills that you learn from like the hard stuff, like such as drama yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so those, those are also good ways to experience that, good ways to, to help your kids learn how to do that. Mm, yeah. The, by, like, through... Through. Act, yeah. Yeah, through extracurriculars. Extra yeah. Um, things like that. Um... <clears throat> And that provides, uh, I would say, probably a good variety, too, of settings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Variety is interesting. Variety mm-hmm. is... Yeah, variety. Garden variety, right? No, I was kidding. <laughs> well, okay. For the sake of drawing this out, since I wasn't here in the last episode. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> don't be all upset. And I, <laughs> for the record, I don't listen to my own podcast. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I hate the sound of my voice. <laughs> but... What do you mean by variety? He's like, what? You didn't listen. What do you mean by variety? Just like very quick. Like, you... Here, let me say it? Yeah. Okay, so... What would yeah, you, you mean? Say it. Um, 
Because I feel like everyone's like, oh, public school is good because you get a whole bunch of, you get, you get exposure to, like, different ideas from different people's households, right? But honestly, uh, no, what you get, I mean, maybe that's true. I can't, like, this is a whole bunch of brush blanket <laughs> statements, right? But, like, you, you risk, and it's, I'm not saying this to be a helicopter dad, you don't, put, you don't put, throw your pearls to swine, okay? Um, yeah. But you don't, um, there's a lot of, there is, especially more and more in today's society, there's like, you know, the sex education that no one actually needs. There's uh, kids from broken families, and it's not like they're bad, but like, that's going to permeate into your kids. Like, do you want your nine-year-old to watch porn? Yeah. You know? Well, that education's happening in schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you have a valid point. I mean, I think without the family being the primary educator and like actually like making sure the kids know again like yeah you want to maintain your children's innocence as much as you can and but at the same time well okay and this is like goes back to the discussion we've had earlier like we're not going back to the garden we're going forward yeah and like in a sense we're having our fallen hu- well no we are having our fallen humanity redeemed mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean we're going back to the garden because yeah, we, exactly. can't, we can't go back to the garden no, I think we can't. Like, no, we can't. can't. And yeah, this is no, the point can't. I think I brought up in previous conversations uh, is that like you that innocence does like restoring innocence doesn't mean that you are unaware of the brokenness of the world. It means that despite mm-hmm. the brokenness of the world, you know the true path going forward. And you can still live in that innocence in a way. Because you're aware, because you know what's right and wrong. You can still live in that that place of knowing what's right and wrong, and live in that like that place of of the better part. Um, yeah, and I think there's multiple ways to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I just think like, I mean, too many people just rely on. The education of the of the state, really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, That's the, another thing like too. The, the society we live in, like the state dictates your education, mm-hmm. and if you happen to live in a part of the country where it's contrary to the teachings of the church, mm-hmm. that's what your kids are going to learn. And it's dangerous. And I think that goes against what we wrote. What if we you're read not, in the catechism about yeah, make, exactly. taking that responsibility seriously, and if you're not taking that responsibility seriously, then your your kids are going to have a much harder time mm-hmm. going forward. Mm-hmm. that's a lot to be considered mm-hmm. a lot to consider in what your role is mm-hmm. and how far you can go now I will say personally like my parents did a very good job mm-hmm. um, clearly like not not, <laughs> not in a joke way. I know I said it in a joke <laughs> way but, but no actually like, you're a very I solid mean, person you are uh, looking, yeah like looking back I think like just my own personal experience yeah if it wasn't for what I learned from my parents, I would be in a much different place today. Mm-hmm. And that's something I can't deny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably, I would not be here with you guys. Oof, that would suck. Yeah, it would. <laughs> 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 but, praise God for that. Mm-hmm. So. Are you say something? I feel like I had a thought, but now I can't remember. Oh, okay. That's okay, we'll cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it's yeah because I feel like you get two things you get what's being taught in the schools Mm -hmm. and then you get normalization of a lot of behavior through just their interaction with their peers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and I mean you can even get that in uh, Catholic schools yeah Um, 
you know, I've, the, tr- I've seen it. Trust me. Yeah, no, like what a, <laughs> coming, what a, coming from Orange County, <laughs> one of the big, one of the big Catholic schools in where I grew up um, had massive drug problems. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, same. And so this is, it's not, you know, it's not like it's a strictly public school issue. It's mm-hmm. you see that anywhere. And then also, I think a lot of our lack of understanding when it comes to dating and marriage comes from that. What you just mentioned about like the normalization, yeah, the normalization aspect of it. Well, even just the attitude towards dating in high school. Yeah, that's literally what I'm referring to. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, it's like so. So it's like, oh, well, they have a girlfriend, so I must. And oh, I'm a POS. Yeah, and and then you pursue it, and you waste time. Yeah, and, and, and it might might be experienced later on, but like it was still like, I don't know. That experience could have been gained better in a different way. Yeah, and honestly, I. I'm grateful for the fact that I didn't date in high school mm-hmm. um, because I don't know I was I was much younger and um, by the time that I did date you know I was I don't know more mature and um, I guess I don't know if more aware of what I was looking for but more aware of the direction I guess okay um, which was valuable. Nice. Yeah. I mean, okay. I guess to, to add my own experience, um, I wish I hadn't dated in high school. <laughs> oh, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly? No, no, honestly, I wish I hadn't. Like, um, I mean, as good of a job, I think, as my parents did, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, like, um, yeah, I mean, going, uh, yeah, I guess just, like, going to this topic, like, sure, it can... It can have good fruits. Yeah. And still, I, I mean, there's like an identical quality past, too. Past, past generations have proven that. Yeah. But I think just like where our society is now, um, there's a lot more, there's a lot more merit and prudence into teaching the, I mean, as we've been talking about, like teaching the responsibility of, mm-hmm. of dating and marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just in my own personal experience, like, my dating in high school, for the most part, was absolutely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It was more like, yeah, because of what was going on around me and how I perceived, and I guess just like, yeah, like as good a job as my parents did in certain aspects. There's other aspects where it was not as good. And so um, I think because of that, like, I was seeking fulfillment in ways that couldn't be fulfilled in dating in high school. And, um, yeah, that, like, really ties into just, like, the upbringing of our children. Um, and a lot of people have different experiences. And mm-hmm. not to, like, you know, degrade those. Like, yeah, there, there's still a lot of people who can have good experiences in dating in high school. And especially, even even, yeah. even in the culture today. i say my brother is one of those like, people, even actually. In, even in the culture today, there's still, like, a lot of graces and merits that can be had. Mm-hmm. And then also it's like, but you know, like if, God, God's a redeemer, right? So we can take yeah, something out of his cabin and exactly. some good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like looking towards future generations, like if we don't allow our kids to understand really the whole point of dating. And mm-hmm. I guess like this is one thing I discovered just in uh, as a culture project missionary and like yeah. in our talks, like we're, we're talking to high school, middle school students about dating. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times like, because we have to get very practical with them because, you know, if like the, the concepts we talk about 
you know, coming from theology of the body and from the teachings of the church and John Paul II, like they can be very, very much, I think, um, too conceptual sometimes. Okay. And if we don't get into the practicals of that, um, people don't understand the point. Mm. And not to discount good experiences with dating in high school, but at the same time, like, I just feel like so many high schoolers just see it as a way to find fulfillment in their own brokenness. Yeah. Myself included. Uh-huh. This definitely was like a big part of my experience. Um, and where can that, where can, where can that be tempered? That can be tempered in just like teaching your children exactly what the purpose of marriage is. The purpose of it yeah. is. There, there are other things to be had. There are other ways to find yeah, I think especially in that age specifically, you know, there's there's a lot, well, even just biologically speaking, there's a lot of changes going on. Like, there's a lot of emotions. You know, as you go through puberty, it's very emotionally yeah, driven. And yeah. if you don't have kind of the objective, the objective point of view of the maturity of parenthood, uh, you know, of, of parents who have been in that situation who have lived through that situation and who have had further reflection going on but if they don't share that with their kids like mm-hmm. there's a lot that can happen mm-hmm. and I think we've all seen that mm-hmm. um, coming to college you know and encountering friends who have gone through the same experiences in, in many different ways and you know for a lot of us um, especially as we've grown in our faith here in like you know, our, our early adulthood, we, we encounter not only in ourselves, but through our friends, like a lot of that brokenness that we find in our society Mm -hmm. of the things that our society tries to push on us of like ways to find fulfillment in our lives, Mm -hmm. but things that ultimately will actually like never fulfill entirely. And where, where, where can that in a sense be mitigated a bit that's in like just good upbringing so where can so what's that then that is the, what is the thing that's being mitigated I think just like falling into the temptations of the world the lies of the world to be completely honest like yeah I think it goes back to what we read at the beginning with the catechism it's the taking that responsibility yeah and, and at the same and time embracing your children like mm-hmm. yeah when they do mess up like mm-hmm. you're not that's going to you're not going to, you know, just like rip into your kid. No, it's like, the prodigal son type of thing. You know, you run to towards them and embrace them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's where the responsibility lies. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that cool? It's <laughs> <That's> freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh well, that fell. Oops. <sighs> oh, happens. It does happen. That was great. It's like 10.30 and we're all like very sleepy and cold. <laughs> but it was great. I don't know. Thanks for... Uh, it sounds so... Like we've been saying all this weekend. Thanks for... That sounds so cliche and like focus slash CP terminology. Thanks for sharing, right? Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's true though. Like thanks for the... Thank you for the... Uh, the vulnerability the, which leads to authenticity which is what the world needs. You know? You can't deny personal experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, because I think it just goes to show the 
for me, it goes to show for all of us, I think, like why we need to take relationships seriously. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean relationship as in like caring about the other person, the spouse or the girlfriend or whatever, in our case. Or, or a boyfriend. Um, yeah. Just because we're all men here doesn't mean you know, we're not thinking about the others. <laughs> um, but also taking you know, taking into consideration the child, right, or the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And becoming, you said something earlier, and I can't remember what it was, but like, you know, I think reading TOB, I come to learn and come to understand all men, regardless of if they were called to be like a priest or a religious or like a married person, they're the the vocation of the man through their body, and or it's, it's revealed through their body is fatherhood. Like no matter what your vocation is, that's mm-hmm. that's fatherhood is the thing, and for the woman, same thing. It's is motherhood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Just it, I have to return to embracing that, and I think that makes this entire when we see that and we're like, okay, I'm made to be a father, <clears throat> and it's like, oh, I'm made to be a mother, and then we when we go discerning our vocation with that in mind, I think it's a lot easier to see like what are the priorities and yeah. pursue those instead. Yeah over just the frivolous stuff. And it's so simple too. Like, I was just thinking like, even from, even from like, Ordiger awakening this weekend, like, on prayer staff, we had, you know, we had a sister speak to us mm-hmm. and after like, sharing through her talk, everything she had to say, like, she ended by saying like, this is one of the joys I have, like, mm-hmm. through, through spiritual motherhood. Yeah, like, She said exactly. like, like, this is how I get to express the motherhood that I was created to partake in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. It's just entering, if you're going into a relationship, if you're doing anything, if you're discerning your future, um, just re- remember and pray about first your call to fatherhood or motherhood. And then from there, you know, ask for, ask to see the joys of that and ask to desire that. And then from there, then proceed. I think that makes it a lot easier, hopefully. A lot, a lot better, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Do you want to close us? How so? Um, by talking about subscribing and uh, <laughs> liking us on the Instagram. Oh my gosh, yeah. We are on Instagram. That's our... Uh, that's honestly the only form of social media we <laughs> at the moment. Follow us on Instagram at Nick and Rick Podcast. If you enjoy our content, share with your friends. If you don't, send us an email at nickandrickpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us why you disagree with us, and we'll, we'll, we'll respond with full charity and uh, as best we can. Like, yeah. Yeah, we need to be called out as well because we make this podcast and we're like in our podcast bubble, and we honestly have no idea what we really think about greenhouse. it. It's kind of like a bubble. So, yeah, we're like quite literally in. Just like this. A glass bubble, bubble. A glass bubble at the moment <laughs> at our friend's house. Perfect for this late February Colorado weather where we can like experience the cold, but not as cold as it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still be comfortable in making this podcast. And yeah, we always would love to hear your thoughts on what we have to say. Yep. Well,. We hope you enjoyed it. Because um, we're not perfect, you know? No, we're not. Yeah, we're just here recording what we think, and uh, that's not everything. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We hope you all enjoyed that. Um, definitely stay tuned for more, because there will be more, right? 
yeah, and I mean, if there are any glaring mistakes and or misconceptions and or like things that need to be clarified. Did I say something wrong? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that up. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just speaking in general. Like, uh, okay. If we need to make if we need to make a part three, we'll make a part three. Okay. We should make a part three. Ooh, okay. It's fine. We'll Homeschooling do schooling versus public school. No, okay. no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. And uh, as always, yeah. Thank you for your your support. Again, shout out to Caroline. Shout out to Caroline. Great. <laughs> Adios, kids. Adios.